Hello, 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 and welcome to the Energy Report with me, your host, Rebecca Conran, on the New Story Podcast. Today, we are looking at the week of October the 5th through the 11th, uh, 2020. We're still here. We're still kicking. Um, yeah, the, the theme I've chosen this week is my spirit is always secure. And I've chosen this theme because it's very easy for us to get caught up in um, the tragedy of mortality and how short life is and, uh, and to really, um, get caught up in this struggle for survival, um, in a very physical sense without considering that energy is infinite and that a part of us is infinite. And so this week, the theme is just honoring that infinite part, um, and that that infinite part of us is never not safe. It's never unsafe. It doesn't have the same trajectory as our human life. So my spirit is always secure is the theme. And that's something that we can always tap into for support when our um, human experience uh, feels too much and feels too scary. The tarot card for this week, two popped up, the lovers and the knight of swords. And these cards are really telling us that we need to get our emotional life in order. We need to make some decisions. We need to be direct, but we also need to be kind and compassionate too. So this week's two cards, they wanted to come into our consciousness. And the lover's tarot speaks to unifying, um, bringing together union of our masculine and feminine energies. It asks us, are you doing what you love? Are you living a life that feels loving? Do you feel connected or do you feel separate? If you don't feel good, um, and I don't mean good like we're always feeling good and everything is all right, um, that's definitely not the world we're living in. But if we don't have an ability to tap into our gratitude, our thankfulness, um, just the joy of being alive, that it's such a um, it's such a an amazing thing to be um, to experience life. If we're not feeling that the goodness of life. It may be because of deep-rooted beliefs that we have about, about life in general due to our childhood circumstances, and it might not have anything to do with, the, with what's actually going on in our present life and the choices that we have. This lover's card, it's asking us to identify why we are projecting what we're projecting outwardly whether that's a story of um, idealism or lack or, you know, if it's something that is not um, making us feel grounded, present, um, at peace, we want to really consider why are we identifying uh, with what we're identifying with. We need to go deeper than the surface level. The Knight of Swords, uh, in, in conjunction with the lover's card, it tells us to take action on our ideas and to use our reasoning and intellect to undo any emotional stories of victimization and pessimism. So we're being asked to check in with our ideas, you know, ideas of life and who we are and what, what life is and the meaning for us. And are these ideas helping or are they hurting us? Um, and are they helping others or are they hurting others? So this week is a week to really watch our thoughts and our words because they are what are rapidly manifesting your personal experience. Your thoughts and your words are what are rapidly manifesting what you experience. So we want to really be tuned into that. 
and have compassion for where any stories that uh, come from that do hold us in a place of um, pain. The ritual this week I've chosen is to support our adrenals. So the adrenals are glands that sit on top of the kidneys and they help us to manage stress basically in the body. Um, they are the channel that stress um, uh, flows through basically. And obviously they're majorly taxed for all of us right now in the best of circumstances. So if you work with energy, acupuncture, acupressure, you can also support your body by supporting that kidney meridian. Um, but I think on a whole for everybody, you know, including a B12 or a B complex supplement in your diet might be a huge help. Um, tune into what that feels like intuitively for you. Don't just do it because I think it might be good. Um, definitely listen to your body. Uh, adrenal fatigue is very, very common. And, um, you know, other ways that you can support your adrenals are to give up caffeine and alcohol. If you really want to help them do their job, doing uh, spinal twists and different kind of yoga movements to support the kidney meridian and the adrenals is important. At the Whoa, just a monster wanted to come up in my throat just then. At the very least, uh, you could drink some warm lemon water in the morning and get sweating, and that will help to move toxins out. You can also give yourself a little... Um, uh, self-massage and of course salt baths you know we're in the fall season those can just be lovely anyway um, but those can also really support so the ritual is to support your adrenals this week on a whole you know this is a slower week astrologically than last if there is such a thing um, with weeks to go before the U.S. election during a pandemic the president has COVID um it's wild. Uh, does he have COVID? I don't know. He could prove it to us by dropping dead, I guess. <laughs> um, shh, don't tell anybody I said that. Um, uh, no more comments on that, but we'll see, you know, spirit, um, Spirit and each of our, each, you know, if we're rapidly manifesting what we need, then I can only imagine that, um, that Trump is also rapidly manifesting what he needs. And, um, you know, I'm not praying for or against him. I am just uh, going to be here watching things unfold like I do for uh, everybody else and believing that, um, you know, everybody has to pay the piper at some point for their actions and their behaviors and their beliefs. And obviously when someone's beliefs and behaviors are in such a place of um, violence, outwardly, then there's an internal violence going on. And we'll see, you know, it's not for me to say either way. Um, but it's very interesting. It's an interesting time. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, we've got a Mercury retrograde beginning next week, on the 13th of October. So we're already in what's deemed the shadow period where communication is going to get more terse, tense, confused, you know, where, where we should be slowing ourselves down and getting our ducks in a row is going to become really apparent. Um, the next few weeks are about reviewing what has already come to pass, reworking experiences and finishing projects rather than setting off in a new direction. So maybe you get to tie up some loose ends, maybe some people pop up that you've had conflict with in the past, and you get to kind of rectify those situations, or maybe you're the one that reaches out and you just make amends. Um, Mars is still retrograde, so yeah, we're not really energized right now. It's definitely, I've been letting myself um, 
sort of like meander into my day on a morning. Um, some days I'm needing more sleep, some days less. I mean, I'm still waking up around like 7 a.m. every day. But, um, you know, we're not really slaying dragons externally so much right now. Internally we are, for sure. But externally things are at a slower pace, and that's okay. Be patient, be calm, um, and, you know, really sit with whatever pops up with that. So I'm only going to talk about a couple of days this week because there really isn't, I don't want to just like try to wring astrological insights out of a stone always. So we're going to talk about just the, the heavy hitters this week. So on Wednesday, the 7th of October, we've got Mercury and Scorpio opposing Uranus and Taurus. So this energy is really going to show us what's to come during our Mer- Mercury retrograde. This is the first of three shakeups. So Mercury is the mind, our perceptions, how we communicate, um, even technology and uh, any kind of uh, our vehicles, anything to do with um, with travel and uh, messages and all of that. So in Scorpio, it really has the ability to cut deep. It can be really fucking nasty, actually. Okay, like a scorpion. You can imagine a scorpion that might be in fear and it's going to use its stinger, and that stinger can be deadly when maybe someone just accidentally stumbled upon it and it's not really even in danger. So we want to be sure that we're not using our fucking stingers um, for no good reason, you know, um, or for a false reason. In our world, it's, it's going to be using insults and verbal violence um, to, to any slight inconvenience or change that comes along that... That's going to be what we want to watch for. You know, oh, we're inconvenienced. So all of a sudden there's this biting tongue that wants to come out. That's the shadow side of this placement for our communication and perception. You know, projection of our inner pain out onto everyone else through how we communicate. We all do it somehow. It's not just the Donald Trumps of the world who have despicable ways of communication. Um, You know the difference between sharing your experience to feel seen and heard or dumping, gossiping, judging, and other negative patterns of expression. Um, I know that I can get caught up in those negative loops until I step away and say, why the fuck am I doing this? So how do you know if you're being verbally nasty or if you're engaging with others who are projecting on you? Well, you're not going to feel joyful, supported, peaceful, or if you're like me, you're just not going to feel like yourself. And you're going to know the difference. You're going to know intuitively that something feels different. So we all have deep internal work going on, and we want to figure it out so we don't just try to blame and shame everyone and everything in an endless loop of repeating patterns because we're not taking responsibility for ourselves. So what if you just feel deeply, and it hurts sometimes, and there's no fucking story to it, and no one is responsible, and you just have to feel those feelings physically and let them pass? You know, that's part of it. I tell my clients all the time, when you're actually feeling your feelings, it's akin to taking a shit. (laughs) All right, you take the shit, and you're not thinking about that shit afterwards. You just, it's gone. You've let it go. You've had that expression. You've had that purge. You know, that's what it's like when you really feel through your feelings. You move on. It passes. And that's not to say that with something like grief, you just move on forever. You move on in that moment. Um, so what if you just let yourself feel grief and this is what feel grief feels like. And I'm sure there's a million reasons why you could feel grief, but what if you let go of those stories and you feel that grief and you go, this is what it feels like in my body and the tears fall and you feel it 
and then you fucking move on from it and let another feeling come up. So this is some of what we're going to be dealing with with Mercury in retrograde um, in Scorpio. And so on this day, Mercury opposing Uranus, Uranus shakes shit up. Okay, so in Taurus, we're asked to be more of a humanitarian, and Uranus is going to shake it up uh, so that our nervous systems are being shook around, our emotions are being shook around. You know, we might be hearing crazy shit, thinking crazy shit around this transit. We've got to get grounded and clear in our bodies. Um, you know, I think the really what we're trying to do is uncover the deep emotional uh, material that is holding us back, that is at the root of our collective violence. And yes, language can be violence. Anything can be violence. Um, anything that causes separation is violence. The stories we tell can be violence. So for me personally, I have been taking time away from everyone and everything that was throwing me off. Um, I was uh, really coming up against a lot of um, verbal violence from others directed towards me, but I knew what my work was in it. You know, I knew that it also meant that I needed to recalibrate. I needed to take time away from people, that I needed to uh, question why it was I was spending time with certain people, what I was getting out of these um, sort of bullying experiences, how it matched a vibration from my childhood. So I got back to basics. I made an effort to only connect with those who are on a, an aligned path with my own for a few months. And I've made an effort to change the way that I was thinking and speaking so that I could be fully true to myself. Right? So seeing the patterns where I'm repeating a childhood story and moving forward in new ways for myself. And um, the upcoming Mercury retrograde in Scorpio says we've got to dig deep for the true and authentic uh, me and you. So underneath the dregs of our personal history, underneath those stories, underneath those ways of communication, we want to stop using excuses to validate bad behaviors or connections to others who are not aligned with where we truly want to be or with our future. We want to take responsibility for ourselves. And more accurately, we want to really take responsibility for our minds. Um, you, you've learned how to speak and think in negative ways. That's not your fault. Um, but now you're in charge and you're the only one thinking your thoughts for you and speaking your words. It's just you and it's just me. I'm the only one inside my head. I'm the only one speaking and saying things uh, to myself. It's my responsibility to make sure that those words and those thoughts are in alignment with, um, are in integrity with who I uh, am at my core, at my spiritual core. So it begins and ends with you and with me, and we can do the courageous work of stepping into our own authority. And Scorpio really helps us to do that, but we're going to have to really cut through um, some of the, 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 the nasty stuff that we may be seeing and feeling and experiencing from others. Um, so yes, if it's really getting you down, being around negative people, being around complaining all the time, being around gossip all the time, don't be around it. You've got to put your foot down, even if it's uncomfortable. Um, that's what I found myself doing, you know, just like keeping to myself. And when somebody wants to start gossiping to me, 
uh, you know what, I'm really not uh, engaging in those kinds of conversations right now, thanks. That's it. That's it. Shut it down. You have permission to do that. Friday, the 9th of October, we've got Mars retrograding in Aries, and it's going to be square Pluto and Capricorn. So this is another kind of intense energy day. The moon is in Cancer on this day. So our inner mother bear is going to be exceptionally geared to getting pissed off and protective. Mars is action and aggression, and it's turned inwardly right now with um, Mars retrograding. Pluto wants control. So we might struggle with others on this day. This is the second time of three that we're experiencing this particular transit. So it's a continuation of a specific story of learning. So be conscious when driving and interacting with others, especially strangers. Um, this would be a day when it's best to watch what types of situations you put yourself in as they can quickly become explosive. On a personal level, you know, where does your active nature need to transform? What motivates your actions? And maybe this is like part two of something you've already been seeing and feeling and, and it's coming up again and you can rework it in a different way. Are you finding yourself in impossible situations with impossible people because deep down you want to be approved of or liked rather than knowing that you have intrinsic worth and you don't need to um, prove it to anybody? Where do you expend energy because of fear, manipulation, or seeking rather than being in flow with your natural self and divine timing? So that's the rub of this square. When things aren't working out, we've got to look to our own behaviors and actions and be really responsible to ourselves. And you know, you've heard me say that over and over and over again. Saturday the 10th, 10-10. And if you happen to be upstate, I've got a couple of um, sound baths going on. Uh, on this day. Uh, only five people can come. Masks are required. It's social distance indoors, um, but it's a wonderful experience and uh, you can sign up and revert, reserve your spot. I'm only an hour and a half from the city, so even if you wanted to take a day trip up, um, it might be something for you. So um, that's Saturday the 10th of October. So on this day, Venus in Virgo is going to trine Uranus and Taurus. So this is some lucky energy. Something electrifying is happening to do with love or money or our self-worth. Um, expect the unexpected. If it's something you've been working on a while, um, then enjoy the fruits of your labor. Like if something pops up, um, you know... Um, that you've been thinking about a lot, like you've been kind of working through a relationship with somebody and something, there's a great turn of events or in your career, that's wonderful. We want to really enjoy that. But also if something seems too good to be true on this day, like it's a brand new person coming into our life, a brand new job, we just want to be aware that there might be a price tag we don't we won't be willing to pay down the line. All that glitters might not be gold, and that's because of the retrograde energy that we're feeling. So this isn't to say don't enjoy what's being put in front of you. Let's say it's a brand new romantic relationship. Just remember, we're moving into a review period. So this may tend to be le um, a lesson rather than something with longevity or something that you're going to have to revisit a couple times, not as a punishment. 
you know, um, all our relationships are special regardless of time. But again, if you find yourself moving into an exciting place with someone or with an endeavor that's already in play in your life, right? These seeds that you've already been sowing, um, you've been interviewing a few times with this particular job. And then finally on this day, you get the call that this is the time or around this energy, um, you know, that's great. You've been growing into fruition by sowing the seeds um, that you want to be sowing. And that's, so this is a really great energy. Um, and I don't want to put a dampener on it by being like, all that glitters is not gold. Um, but we really do need to watch that idealistic part right now. Um, and honor that like, it's okay for things to be lessons. There's a lot of love in a lesson. Um, to just also maybe use that, uh, kind of forewarning as a slowing down as a maybe I need to wait and see a little bit more and that's okay too I don't need to rush headlong um, so this is a great energy for creative pursuits anything beauty related um, anything aesthetic related that you want to work on on this day is going to be great it's a great day for celebrating love so go ahead and celebrate your friends and your and your partners um, and this is a great day for spreading some beauty Right. And also just with 1010, this is a wonderful energy of just like honoring yourself and honoring how beautiful you are and all of the beautiful things that you're engaged in as a human being. Um, so maybe it's like a, a wonderful self-love meditation that you're experiencing on this day. All right. Sunday, the 11th, the end of the week of October, we're back into a bit of grumpy ground. We've got Sun and Libra square Jupiter and Capricorn. Um, you know, our collective identity is having a hard time with its growth and expansion. Duh. You know, we're fucking seeing it. It's having a hard time finding meaning and spirituality because of underlying ego issues and unprocessed shadow work, which hopefully our Mercury and uh, Scorpio is going to help us with. Um, we can see underlying egoic aims in religion, too. So that means um, it's man's controlling version of spirituality, religion. Um, spirituality is very private. It's very personal. And that's not to say you can't be a member of religion, but just remembering as a member of a religion that your spirituality can also be unique and private and personal and separate and different from the religion that you're also participating in. And that's okay because spirituality is not a system of rules and punishments enforced by men. It's very personal to you. It is your experience. Um, so shadow work just means all, and Jupiter represents a lot of these religious philosophical qualities. So our, our, our collective consciousness is square with our collective idea of religion and spirituality. We're trying to figure it out. So when we talk about shadow work, this underlying ego issues and unprocessed shadow work that is uh, hindering us from really harnessing our spirituality collectively. Shadow work just means all the stuff you never dealt with that's lurking in the shadows, the recesses of your unconscious self, right? It's just like what's behind the scenes, maybe motivating how you feel and how you act on a very subtle level. Um, it needs to be integrated. It needs to be nurtured. It needs to be loved into the light. Do we love violence? No, but we can love the hurt places that are capable of lashing out in violence. And that's what really shadow work is all about. So there's a meme going around right now of the first presidential debate where Trump, Biden, and the moderator all aged backwards as children. And that really hit me so hard. They looked just like, just like little sweet boys, even fucking Trump. 
you know, these tainted, innocent children by a bullshit, oppressive system that didn't originate with any one of them. Um, can we see in ourselves and others this innocent being uh, that may be acting out, you know, that's acting out in terrible ways sometimes, but can we still see that divine seed in one another? Can we nurture ourselves and connect to an infinite identity of oneness with the world around us? I think we can. I think we can, and I think it takes work, and it takes bravery. Um, but, you know, this is a great day for our spiritual practice, whatever that might be. And really identifying your own version of spirituality, what works for you in spirituality, and not worrying if that is, like, weird to anybody else or if it works for anybody else. You know, like, you're not here to live by anybody else's terms of spirituality, not my terms, not your parents' terms, not any kind of religion's terms. Um, you're here to live by your own terms of spirituality, and it's personal. And because spirituality really isn't something that can be taught, it's something that's experienced, and when you feel it, you feel it. And you, when you feel your own sense of spirit, then that's, what, that's your spirituality, and it is unique to you. Um, and so this is a day when we're really figuring that out. We're really figuring out how to go our own way and how to um, unravel any kind of like um, anything that's in the recesses of our mind from our childhoods that has really been um, warping our spirituality or making us feel like we don't have permission to have our own sense of spirituality. Um, so this is all happening on the 11th. And remember with that number 11, we always want to be aware that our thoughts are what is creating our personal experience. Your thoughts and your ideas are what creates your experience. How you experience the world has a lot to do with your thoughts and your ideas. So, you know, that's why that 1111 number is so powerful. It means... Be aware of your thoughts because they are rapidly creating your uh, um, experience. So if I was to say that to you, you know, your, the last 10 thoughts you had today before you got on this podcast, those are rapidly manifesting your experience. Is that an experience you want to have? Maybe it is. Maybe you're thinking a lot about how grateful you are and you're thinking a lot about the beauty of life and... Um, you know, what there is to offer in this short time that we're here. But if you were thinking about how you're not good enough and you'll never have this and you'll never do that, then just understanding that um, we are our own obstacles and we are the ones who can undo all of that as well. We're in charge. It's up to us. I want to thank all of the monthly energy report supporters and patrons who help to support the availability of this information in these formats. We have about 30 people who are giving about $5 a month um, on average via my Patreon to help keep the hosting going on this and, um, yeah, and my, uh, you know, all the different, my site that I can post the newsletters on and the hosting for the podcast. And I just really appreciate you guys and the support. Um, it is really um, important to me and it also... Um, you know, it's just a good source of, um, yeah, support for me. So thank you. And this week I want to, uh, I want to give special thanks to Rebecca and Chloe for their Venmo donations. I really appreciate that you took the time out to send that. 
Um, and um, sometimes people, and, and for the emails of support and messages on Instagram, thank you so much. Um, I do read them. I don't always respond, but thank you so much for, um, for sending out that, that support. It, it means a lot to me. If you'd like to become a patron of the Energy Report, you can. It's uh, linked in um, the show notes. Uh, it's via um, Patreon. Uh, or you can send any amount of donation that you want to at Rebecca-Conran uh, on Venmo. Um, all right, love. So you have a great week. And I look forward to uh, speaking to you next week. And I think next week I'm going to start maybe doing a video version that will be available on my Instagram um, we'll see. Uh, I was going to do one this week and I went to a ceremony, a healing ceremony yesterday, a prayer ceremony, and, um, I just got too tired to do it today. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm going to plan on doing that next week and I will talk to you soon. Uh, and so if you're not following me already on Instagram, you can do so at Rebecca Conran. All right. Lots of love. Bye-bye.